Act Five of The Rover, Part One by Afra Ben. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One: Blunt's Chamber. After a great knocking, as at his chamber door, enter Blunt softly, crossing the stage in his shirt and drawers as before. Call within. Ned, Ned Blunt, Ned Blunt. The rogues are up in arms. As Hartlikens, this villainous Frederick has betrayed me. They have heard of my blessed fortune. Ned Blunt, Ned, Ned. And knocking within. Why, he's dead, sir. Without dispute, dead. He has not been seen today. Let's break open the door. Here, boy. Ah, break open the door. That mad fellow would be as good as his word. Boy, break something to force the door. A great noise within at the door again. So now I must speak in my own defence. I'll try what rhetoric will do. Hold, hold. What do you mean, gentlemen? What do you mean? Oh, rogue! Art thou alive? Prithee open the door and convince us. Yes, I am alive, gentlemen, but at present a little busy. How? Blunt, grown a man of business, come, come, open, and let's see this miracle. No, 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 gentlemen, tis no great business, but I am at my devotion. Ads Hartlikens, will you not allow a man time to pray? Turned religious, a greater wonder than the first. Therefore, open quickly, or we shall unhinge. We shall. This won't do. Why, hark ye, Colonel, to tell you the plain truth, I am about a necessary affair of life. I have a wench with me. You apprehend me? The devil's int, if they be so uncivil to disturb me, no. How? A wench? Nay, then, we must enter and partake. No resistance? Unless it be your lady of quality, and then we'll keep our distance. So the business is out. Come, come, lend more hands to the door. Now heave together. So, well done, my boys. Breaks open the door. Enter Belleville, Wilmore, Frederick, Pedro, and Belleville's page. Blunt looks simply. They all laugh at him. He lays his hand on his sword and conies up to Wilmore. Hark ye, sir, laugh out your laugh quickly. Do you hear? And be gone. I shall spoil your sport else. It's Hartlikens, sir, I shall. The jest has been carried on too long. A plague upon my tailor. Death! How the whore has dressed him. Faith, sir, I'm sorry. Are you so, sir? Keep to yourself, then. Sir, I advise you, do you hear? For I can as little endure your pity as his mirth. Lays his hand on his sword. Indeed, Wilmore, thou wert a little too rough with Ned Blunt's mistress. Call a person of quality whore, and one so young, so handsome, and so eloquent. Ha, ha, ha! Aki, sir, you know me, and know I can be angry, have a care. For at Satlikens I can fight too. I can, sir, do you mark me? No more. Why so peevish, good Ned? Some disappointments are warrant. What, did the jealous count her husband return just in the nick? Oh, the devil, sir. Do you laugh? They laugh. Look ye, settle me a good sober countenance, 
and that quickly too or you shall know ned blunt is not not everybody we know that not an ass to be laughed at sir unconscionable sinner to bring a lover so near his happiness a vigorous passionate lover and then not only cheat him of his movables but his desires too ah sir a mistress is a trifle with blunt he'll have a dozen the next time he looks abroad his eyes have charms not to be resisted there needs no more than to expose that taking person to the view of the fair and he leads them all in triumph sir though i am a stranger to you i am ashamed at the rudeness of my nation and could you learn who did it would assist you to make an example of him why ay there's one speaks sense now and handsomely uh, let me tell you gentlemen i should not have showed myself like a jack puddin thus to have made your mirth but that i have revenge within my power for no i have got into my possession a female who had better fallen under any curse than the ruin i design her as hartlikens she has sought to be here in my own lodgings and had doubtless committed a rape upon me had not this sword defended me i knew not that but of my conscience thou hadst ravished her had she not redeemed herself with a ring let's see it blunt blunt shows the ring ha the ring i gave florinda when we exchanged our vows hark ye blunt goes to whisper to him no whispering good colonel there's a woman in the case no whispering hark ye fool be advised and conceal both the ring and the story for your reputation's sake don't let people know what despised cullies we english are to be cheated and abused by one whore and another rather bribe thee than be kind to thee is an infamy to our nation come come where's the wench we'll see her let her be what she will we'll see her ay ay let us see her i can soon discover whether she be of quality or for your diversion she's in fred's custody come come the key to frederick who gives him the key they are going death what shall i do stay gentlemen yet if i hinder him i shall discover all hold let's go on at once give me the key nay hold there colonel i'll go first nay no dispute ned and i have the property of her damn property then we'll draw cuts belleville goes to whisper to wilmore nay no corruption good colonel come the longest sword carries her they all draw forgetting don pedro being a spaniard had the longest i yield up my interests to you gentlemen and that will be revenge sufficient to pedro the wench is yours pox of his toledo i'd forgot that come sir i will conduct you to the lady exeunt frederick and pedro aside to hinder him will certainly discover dost know dull beast what mischief thou hast done wilmore walking up and down out of humour ay ay to trust our fortune to lots a devil on it twas madness that's the truth on it oh intolerable sot enter florinda running masked pedro after her wilmore gazing round her aside good heaven defend me from discovery tis but in vain to fly me you are fallen to my lot sure she is undiscovered yet but now i feel there's no way to bring her off why what a pox is not this my woman the same i followed but now pedro talking to florinda who walks up and down as if i did not know ye and your business here 
aside good heaven i fear he does indeed come pray be kind i know you meant to be so when you entered here for these are proper gentlemen but sir perhaps the lady will not be imposed upon she'll choose her man i am better bred than not to leave her choice free enter valeria who is surprised at the sight of don pedro aside don pedro here there's no avoiding him aside valeria then i'm undone oh i have found you sir to pedro running to him the strangest accident if i had breath to tell it speak is florinda safe helena well ay ay sir florinda is safe from any fears of you why where's florinda speak ay where indeed sir i wish i could inform you but to hold you no longer in doubt aside oh what will she say she's fled away in the habit of one of her pages sir but callis thinks you may retrieve her yet if you make haste away she'll tell you sir the rest if you can find her out dishonourable girl she has undone my aim sir you see my necessity of leaving you and i hope you'll pardon it my sister i know will make her flight to you and if she do i shall expect she should be rendered back i shall consult my love and honour sir exit pedro to valeria my dear preserver let me embrace thee mystery by this light come come make haste and get yourselves married quickly for your brother will return again i am so surprised with fears and joys so amazed to find you here in safety i can scarce persuade my heart into a faith of what i see hark ye colonel is this that mistress who has cost you so many sighs and me so many quarrels with you it is to florinda uh, pray give him the honour of your hand thus it must be received then kneels and kisses her hand and give your pardon too the friend to belleville may command me anything aside death would i might tis a surprising beauty boy run and fetch a father instantly exit boy so now do i stand like a dog and have not a syllable to plead my own case with by this hand madam i was never thoroughly confounded before nor shall i ever more dare look up with confidence till you are pleased to pardon me sir i'll be reconciled to you on one condition that you'll follow the example of your friend in marrying a maid that does not hate you and whose fortune i believe will not be unwelcome to you madam had i no inclinations that way i should obey your kind commands who fred mary he has so few inclinations for womankind that had he been possessed of paradise he might have continued there to this day if no crime but love could have disinherited him oh i do not use to boast of my intrigues boast why that is nothing but boast and i dare swear wert thou as innocent from the sin of the grape as thou art from the apple thou mightst yet claim that right in eden which our first parents lost by too much loving i wish this lady would think me so modest a man she should be sorry then and not like you half so well and i should be loth to break my word with you which was that if your friend and mine are agreed 
it should be a match between you and i she gives him her hand bear witness colonel tis a bargain kisses her hand to florinda i have a pardon to beg to but it's at lickens i am so out of countenance that i am a dog if i can say anything to purpose sir i heartily forgive you all that's nobly said sweet lady belville prithee present a, a, a ring again for i find i have not courage to approach him myself gives him the ring he gives it to florinda enter boy sir i have brought the father that you sent for tis well and now my dear florinda let's fly to complete that mighty joy we have so long wished and sighed for come fred you'll follow your example sir twas ever my ambition in war and must be so in love and must not i see this juggling knot tied no thou shalt do us better service and be our guard lest don pedro's sudden return interrupt the ceremony content i'll secure this pass exeunt belleville florinda frederick and valeria sir there's a lady without would speak to you conduct her in i dare not quit my post and sir your tailor waits you in your chamber some comfort yet i shall not dance naked at the wedding exeunt blunt and boy enter again the boy conducting in angelica in a masking habit and a wizard wilmore runs to her this can be none but my pretty gypsy ah oh, i see you can follow as well as fly come confess thyself the most malicious devil in nature you think you have done my business with angelica stand off base villain she draws a pistol and holds it to his breast ah tis not she who art thou and what's thy business one thou hast injured and who comes to kill thee for it what the devil canst thou mean by all my hopes to kill thee hold still the pistol to his breast he going back she following still prithee on what acquaintance for i know thee not behold this face so lost to thy remembrance and then call all thy sins about thy soul and let them die with thee pulls off her wizard angelica yes traitor does not thy guilty blood run shivering through thy veins hast thou no horror at this sight that tells thee thou hast not long to boast thy shameful conquest faith no child my blood keeps its old ebbs and flows still and that usual heat too that could oblige thee with a kindness had i but opportunity devil dost wanton with my pain have at thy heart hold dear virago hold thy hand a little i am not now at leisure to be killed hold and hear me aside death i think she's in earnest aside turning from him oh if i take not heed my coward heart will leave me to his mercy what have you sir to say but should i hear thee thus talk away all that is brave about me follows him with the pistol to his breast and i have vowed thy death by all that's sacred why then there's an end of a proper handsome fellow that might have lived to have done good service yet that's all i can say to it yet i would give thee time for penitence faith i thank god i have ever took care to lead a good sober hopeful life and am of a religion that teaches me to believe i shall depart in peace so will the devil 
tell me how many poor believing fools thou hast undone how many hearts thou hast betrayed to ruin yet these are little mischiefs to the ills thou'st taught mine to commit thou'st taught it love egad was shrewdly hurt the while love that has robbed it of its unconcern of all that pride that taught me how to value it and in its room a mean submissive passion was conveyed that made me humbly bow which i ne'er did to anything but heaven thou perjured man didst this and with thy oaths which on thy knees thou didst devoutly make softened my yielding heart and then i was a slave yet still had been content to have worn my chains worn em with vanity and joy for ever hadst thou not broke those vows that put them on twas then i was undone all this while follows him with a pistol to his breast broke my vows why where hast thou lived amongst the gods for i never heard of mortal man that has not broke a thousand vows oh impudence angelica that beauty has been too long tempting not to have made a thousand lovers languish who in the amorous favour no doubt have sworn like me did they all die in that faith still adoring i do not think they did no faithless man had i repaid their vows as i did thine i would have killed the ungrateful that had abandoned me this old general has quite spoiled thee nothing makes a woman so vain as being flattered your old lover supplies the defects of age with intolerable dotage vast charge and that which you call constancy and attributing all this to your own merits you domineer and throw your favours in his teeth upbraiding him still with the defects of age and cuckold him as often as he deceives your expectations but the gay young brisk lover that brings his equal fires and can give you dart for dart he'll be as nice as you sometimes all this thou'st made me know for which i hate thee had i remained in innocent security i should have thought all men were born my slaves and worn my power like lightning in my eyes to have destroyed at pleasure when offended but when love held the mirror the undeceiving glass reflected all the weakness of my soul and made me know my richest treasure being lost my honour all the remaining spoil could not be worth the conqueror's care or value oh how i fell like a long-worshipped idol discovering all the cheat would not the incense and rich sacrifice which blind devotion offered at my altars have fallen to thee why wouldst thou then destroy my fancied power by heaven thou art brave and i admire thee strangely i wish i were that dull constant thing which thou wouldst have and nature never meant me i must like cheerful birds sing in all groves and perch on every bough billing the next kind she that flies to meet me yet after all i could build my nest with thee neither repairing when i'd loved my round and still reserve a tributary flame to gain your credit i'll pay you back your charity and be obliged for nothing but for love offers her a purse of gold oh that thou wert in earnest so mean a thought of me would turn my rage to scorn and i should pity thee and give thee leave to live which for the public safety of our sex and my own private injuries i dare not do prepare i will no more be tempted with replies follow still as before sure another word will damn thee i've heard thee talk too long she follows him with a pistol ready to shoot he retires still amazed 
Enter Don Antonio, his arm in a scarf, and lays hold on the pistol. Ha! Angelica! Antonio, what devil brought thee hither? Love and curiosity, seeing your coach at door. Let me disarm you of this unbecoming instrument of death. Takes away the pistol. Amongst the number of your slaves, was there not one worthy the honour to have forged your quarrel? Who are you, sir, that are so very wretched to marry death from her? One, sir, that could have made a better end of an amorous quarrel without you than with you. Sure, there's some rival. Ha! The very man took down her picture yesterday. The very same that sat on me last night. Blessed opportunity. Offers to shoot him. Hold, you're mistaken, sir. By heaven, the very same. Sir, what pretensions have you to this lady? Sir, I don't use to be examined, and am ill at all disputes, but this. Draws. Antonio offers to shoot. Oh, hold, you see he's armed with certain death. And you, Antonio, I command you, hold, by all the passion you've so lately vowed me. Enter Don Pedro, sees Antonio, and stays. Aside. Hmm. Antonio and Angelica. When I refuse obedience to your will, may you destroy me with your mortal hate. By all that's holy, I adore you so that even my rival, who has charms enough to make him fall a victim to my jealousy, shall live, nay, and have leave to love on still. Aside. What's this I hear? Pointing to Wilmore. Ah, thus, twas thus he talked, and I believed. Antonio, yesterday, I'd not have sold my interest in his heart for all the sword has won and lost in battle. But now, to show my utmost of contempt, I give thee life, which if thou wouldst preserve, live where my eyes may never see thee more, live to undo someone whose soul may prove so bravely constant to revenge my love. Goes out. Antonio follows, but Pedro pulls him back. Antonio, stay. Don Pedro. What coward fear was that prevented thee from meeting me this morning on the molo? Meet thee? Yes, me. I was the man that dared thee to it. Hast thou so often seen me fight in war, to find no better cause to excuse my absence? I sent my sword, and one to do thee right, finding myself incapable to use the sword. But twas Florinda's quarrel that we fought, and you to show how little you esteemed her, sent me your rival, giving him your interest. But I have found the cause of this affront. But when I meet you fit for the dispute, I'll tell you my resentment. I shall be ready, sir, ere long to do you reason. Exit, Antonio. If I could find Florinda now, whilst my anger's high, I think I should be kind and give her to Belleville in revenge. Faith, sir, I know not what you would do, but I believe the priest within has been so kind. How? My sister married? I hope by this time she is, and bedded too, or he has not my longings about him. Dares he do thus? Does he not fear my power? Faith, not at all. If you will go in and thank him for the favour he has done your sister, so. If not, sir, my power's greater in this house than yours. I have a damned surly crew here that will keep you till the next tide, and then clap you and board my prize. My ship lies but a league off the Molo. 
and we shall show your donship a damned Tramontana rover's trick. Enter Belleville. This rogue's in some new mischief. Ha! Pedro returned. Colonel Belleville, I hear that you have married my sister. You've heard truth then, sir. Have I so? Then, sir, I wish you joy. How? By this embrace I do, and I glad on't. Are you in earnest? By our long friendship and my obligations to thee I am. The sudden change I'll give you reasons for anon. Come, lead me into my sister, that she may know how I approve her choice. Exit Belleville with Pedro. Wilmore goes to follow them. Enter Helena as before in boy's clothes and pulls him back. Ah, my gypsy! Now a thousand blessings on thee for this kindness. Egad, child, I was e'en in despair of ever seeing thee again. My friends are all provided for within. Each man has his kind woman. Ha! Huh. I thought they had served me some such trick. And I was e'en resolved to go aboard, condemn myself to my lone cabin, and thoughts of thee. And could you have left me behind? Would you have been so ill-natured? Why, twould have broke my heart, child, but since we are met again, I defy foul weather to part us. And would you be a faithful friend now, if a maid should trust you? For a friend I cannot promise. Thou art of a form so excellent, a face and humour too good for cold, dull friendship. I am parlously afraid of being in love, child, and you have not forgot how severely you have used me. That's all one. Such usage you must still look for, to find out all your haunts, to rail at you to all that love you, till I have made you love only me in your own defence, because nobody else will love. But hast thou no better quality to recommend thyself by? Faith none, Captain. Why, twill be the greater charity to take me for thy mistress. I am a lone child, a kind of orphan lover. And why I should die a maid, and in a captain's hands, too, I do not understand. Egad, I was never clawed away with broadsides from any female before. Thou hast one virtue I adore, good nature. I hated coy demure mistress. She's as troublesome as a colt. I'll break none. No, give me a mad mistress when nude, and in flying one I dare trust upon the wing, that, whilst she's kind, will come to the lure. Nay, as kind as you will, good captain, whilst it lasts. But let's lose no time. My time's as precious to me as thine can be. Therefore, dear creature, since we are so well agreed, let's retire to my chamber. And if ever thou were treated with such savoury love, come, my bed's prepared for such a guest, all clean and sweet as thy fair self. I love to steal a dish and a bottle with a friend, and hate long graces. Come. Let's retire and fall too. Tis but getting my consent, and the business is soon done. Let but old gaffer Hymen and his priest say amen to it, and I dare lay my mother's daughter by as proper a fellow as your father's son without fear or blushing. Hold, hold, no bug-words, child, priest, and Hymen. Prithee add hangman to him to make up the consort. No, no, we'll have no vows, but love child, nor witness but the lover. The kind deity enjoins naught but love and enjoy. Hymen and priest wait still upon 
proportion and jointure. Love and beauty have their own ceremonies. Marriage is as certain a bane to love as lending money is to friendship. I'll neither ask nor give a vow, though I could be content to turn gypsy and become a left-hand bridegroom to have the pleasure of working that great miracle of making a maid a mother, if you durst venture. Tis upsy-gypsy that, and if I miss, I'll lose my labour. And if you do not lose, what shall I get? A cradle full of noise and mischief, with a pack of repentance at my back? Can you teach me to weave inkle to pass my time with? Tis upsy-gypsy that too. I can teach thee to weave a true love not better. So can my dog. Well, I see we are both upon our guard, and I see there's no way to conquer good nature but by yielding. Here, give me thy hand. One kiss, and I am thine. One kiss. How like my page he speaks. I am resolved you shall have none for asking such a sneaking sum. He that will be satisfied with one kiss will never die of that longing. Good friend, single kiss, is all your talking come to this? A kiss, a caudle. Farewell, Captain Single Kiss. Nay, if we part so, let me die like a bird upon a bough at the sheriff's charge. By heaven, both the Indies shall not buy thee from me. I adore thy humour, and will marry thee. And we are so of one humour, it must be a bargain. Give me thy hand. Kisses her hand. And now that the blind ones love and fortune do their worst. Why, God a mercy, Captain. But hark ye, the bargain is now made. But is it not fit we should know each other's names? That when we have reason to curse one another hereafter, and people ask me who tis I give to the devil, I may at least be able to tell what family you came of. Good reason, Captain. And where I have cause, as I doubt not but I shall have plentiful, that I may know at whom to throw my blessings, I beseech ye your name. I am called Robert the Constant. A very fine name. Pray, was it your Faulkner or Butler that christened you? Do they not use to whistle when they call you? I hope you have a better that a man may name without crossing himself. You are so merry with mine. I am called Helena, the inconstant. Enter Pedro, Belleville, Florinda, Frederick, Valeria. Ha! Huh. Helena! Helena! The very same? Ha! Huh, my brother! Now, Captain, show your love and courage. Stand to your arms and defend me bravely, or I am lost for ever. What's this I hear? False girl! How came you hither? And what's your business? Speak. Goes roughly to her. Hold off, sir. You have leave to parley only. Puts himself between. I had even as good tell it as you guess it. Faith, brother, my business is the same with all living creatures of my age to love and be loved. And here's the man. Perfidious maid! Hast thou deceived me too? Deceive thyself and heaven! Tis time enough to make my peace with that. Be you but kind, let me alone with heaven. Belleville, I did not expect this false play from you. Was not enough you gained Florinda, which I pardoned, but your lewd friends too must be enriched 
with the spoils of a noble family faith sir i am as much surprised at this as you can be yet sir my friends are gentlemen and ought to be esteemed for their misfortunes since they have the glory to suffer with the best of men and kings tis true he's a rover of fortune yet a prince aboard his little wooden world what's this to the maintenance of a woman or her birth and quality faith sir i can boast of nothing but a sword which does me right where'er i come and has defended a worse cause than a woman's and since i loved her before i either knew her birth or name i must pursue my resolution and marry her and is all your holy intent of becoming a nun debauched into a desire of man why i have considered the matter brother and find the three hundred thousand crowns my uncle left me and you cannot keep from me will be better laid out in love than in religion and turn to as good an account let most voices carry it for heaven or the captain a, a captain, captain! A captain! <laughs> Look ye, sir, tis a clear case. Aside. Oh, I am mad. If I refuse, my life's in danger. Come, there's one motive induces me. Take her. I shall now be free from the fear of her honour. Guard it you now, if you can. I have been a slave to it long enough. Gives her to him. Faith, sir. I am of a nation that are of opinion a woman's honour is not worth guarding when she has a mind to part with it. Well said, Captain. To Valeria. This was your plot, mistress, but I hope you have married one that will revenge my quarrel to you. There is no altering destiny, sir. Sooner than a woman's will, therefore I forgive you all. And I wish you may get my father's pardon as easily, which I fear enter blunt dressed in a spanish habit looking very ridiculously his man adjusting his band tis very well sir well sir as artligans i tell you tis damnable ill sir a spanish habit good lord the devil and my tailor devise no other punishment for me but the mode of a nation i abominate what's the matter ned pray view me round and judge turns round i must confess thou art a kind of an odd figure in a spanish habit with a vengeance i had rather be in the inquisition for judaism than in this doublet and breeches a pillory were an easy collar to this three handfuls i and these shoes too are worse than the stocks with the sole an inch shorter than my foot in fine gentlemen methinks i look altogether like a bag of bees stuffed full of fool's flesh methinks tis well and, and makes thee look on cavalier come sir settle your face and salute our friends lady ah seest thou so my little rover to helena lady if you be one give me leave to kiss your hand and tell you as hartlikens for all i look so i am your humble servant a pox of my spanish habit music is heard to play enter boy sir as the custom is the gay people in masquerade who make every man's house their own are coming up enter several men and women in masking habits with music they put themselves in order and dance at hartlikens were it were lawful to pull off their false faces that i might see if my doxy were not amongst them ah, ladies and gentlemen since you are come so apropos 
you must take a small collation with us whilst will to the good man within who stays to give us a cast of his office have you no trembling at the near approach no more than you have in an engagement or a tempest Gad, thou art a brave girl, and I admire thy love and courage. Lead on. No other dangers they can dread who venture in the storms of the marriage bed. Exeunt. Epilogue. The banished cavaliers, a roving blade, a popish carnival, a masquerade. The devil's in it, if this will please the nation. In these are blessed times of reformation when conventicling is so much in fashion. And yet, that mutinous tribe less factions do beget than your continual differing in wit, your judgments as your passions a disease, nor muse nor miss your appetite can please. You're grown as nice as queasy consciences, whose each convulsion, when the spirit moves, damns everything that maggot disproves. With canting rule you would the stage refine, and to dull method all our sense confine, with insolence of commonwealths you rule, where each gay fop and politic brave fool on monarch wit impose without control. As for the last, who seldom sees a play, unless it be in the old Blackfriar's way, shaking his empty noodle or bamboo, he cries, Good faith, these plays will never do. Ah, oh, sir, in my young days what lofty wit, what high-strained scenes of fighting there were writ! These are slight, airy toys. But tell me, pray, what has the House of Commons done to-day? Then shows his politics, to let you see, of state affairs he'll judge as notably as he can do of wit and poetry. The younger sparks, who hither do resort, cry, Pox on your gentle things! Give us more sport! Damn me, I'm sure it will never please the court. Such fops are never pleased, unless the play be stuffed with fools, as brisk and dull as they. Such might the half-crown spare, and in a glass at home behold a more accomplished ass, where they may set their cravats, wigs, and faces, and practice all their buffoonery grimaces. See how this huff becomes, this dammy flare, which they at home may act, because they dare, but must with prudent caution do elsewhere. Oh, that our Noakes or Tony Lee could show a fop but half so much to the life as you. End of Act Five End of The Rover, Part One by Afra Ben